1: The Wake Up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, Soul Light. How's everyone doing? Oh, I'm traveling, and I'm having a great time uh, getting a lot of R&R and uh, a lot of deep dives. So let me know how you're doing, those getting there in the chat, and those of you that are listening by phone. (laughs) Okay, guys, I'm multitasking. Okay, I have to be honest. So let's see who is in there and what's going on. All righty. Let's see. Call in number three four seven five three nine five one two two, and press one on your keypad. Three four seven five three nine five one two two. Press one on your keypad if you have a question or a comment. Um, if you're listening by phone, that's great. But if you did want a reading or you had a question or a comment, please press one. There we go. We got one on the keypad. Otherwise, I get the emails and the DMs at... I didn't pick up, but I know a lot of you walk away, so I'm going to repeat it a little bit here. Press 1 on the keypad if you have a question or a comment. So we had a lot – gosh, I want to talk a bit about the eclipse before I get to callers uh, because this – I feel this eclipse season – well, a lot of them – you know, I lost my dear Yoshi on one of them, and I knew it was coming because I was like, oh, my God, it's hitting her sun, my, you know, um, moon. It's in my 10th house of destiny. I mean, it was just hitting, you know, and there was other things going on. So that's a, one thing, you know, I get the info as a conscious and trance channel. And then sometimes also through the astrology, you know, because the astrology can kind of give you uh, a little more uh, or uh, an added, I shouldn't say more Um but a, kind of the reasoning why something. But I did want to address the the guest. A lot of you, I have gotten comments, whether on Patreon or I've gotten uh, emails. Um, I got some messages via YouTube, and I so get it. I really, I really addressed it a lot on Patreon, the Patreon community, because we happen to be working on doing advanced with metaphysics spiritualism and spirituality and a big part of that is manifesting more from the soul so we did we've been doing the last few months a deep dive into understanding and knowing if if you're you know living reacting responding manifesting from the ego or from wounding or from the soul the higher vibrational frequency of the soul and what does that feel like what does that look like can you really discern what is you know your higher self coming through do you have that much awareness? Because part of the reason we're doing that is because, in the and we've been getting also into the whole abstract mind, concrete mind, universal or divine mind or infinite mind. What it, You know, how do you know these different le- levels or layers? And how we are also par- in the system. We're part of the system, creating the system. You know, the matrix. We are the matrix. We are the design. You know, we're within it. And, we, and by our responses, our reactions, we reinforce parts of the design or we begin shifting the energy within the design to create a different design, like fractals. Or you see in the petals of the, the, the you know, flower of life, it just changes shape and form. But that configuration can only change shape and form when there is a different resonance, a different vibrational frequency coming in, enough to cause some dissonance to create the change, but, not, but enough to also have cohesiveness, coherence, and enough resonance to bond. So we do, you know, anyway, that's just a, a tiny bit of what we've been discussing. But the guest was really a good example of you know, being great in one area or maybe coming out with great concepts but perhaps not really living it, not really doing the inner work, the emotional clearing and repatterning. This is what I loved about uh, David Hawkins, right? Sir David Hawkins, um, who, by the way, and I keep saying this over and over because he didn't do this a lot. He rated our, our podcast quite high and I think it was i don't know what five six seven hundred i don't know what it was very high and he said it on and he said it on air he told me he rated i think he didn't go into detail on air but he did rate it and i just think that's the, that's the the consciousness that we are tapping into and the willing to say i don't know or to be open to a different opinion or to hear others that's so key in the new paradigm And the new merging consciousness is much more embracive. It's it's true inclusion. It's not inclusion by labels. I mean, that's all the lower level. And that's part of what we're going to be seeing. And I am going to be talking about it more on this podcast and definitely in Patreon. Because we're going to be getting, and I've been saying this for a while, the lower level, the lower octave of what we consider the Aquarian Age. We're still very much in the wounded or ego aspect. So people think, oh, I'm an individual. And think of it like, you know, middle school, when you're a teenager, and, and to some degree we all go through this. We think by changing our clothes that we're different than our parents. That's a big thing. We want to, oh, I'm different. I want to individuate. But yet the ideology, the beliefs that we have inside are still the same. You know, or we reject them, but we're, but we're in a conflict either about it or with them so we're still still on the energetic same on the same plane energetically we're still stuck in that polarity and i mean we've been doing this this way since the beginning of history you can look back we've been doing it the same way fighting you know having factions you're wrong it's this it's all surface all surface to get to the deeper change there has to be systemic, in other words, more systems put in place that really help people to understand themselves more, their spiritual connection, their connection to something more, their interconnectedness to everything and everyone, and, you know, right now there's a lot of disconnection, so it's the lower harmonic, the lower vibration of that, you you know, Uranian energy, that Aquarian energy, you know, Aquarius being co-ruled by Saturn, so it's like the Uranian energy, the new ideas come in, but it's still being done in the old paradigm, let's say, for lack of a better terminology, old Saturnian way. And since that Saturn has to do with structure, I mean, there's only so much change we can do. And the best thing is to be able to be, have much more of a flexible mindset or be more emotionally f- fluid. And so what people will come to find out is that labels going to get you into trouble if you're thinking i'm a left i'm a right i'm a progressive i'm a tory i'm a conservative it doesn't matter what it is however you're identifying as a label an outer label it's such a neophyte it's such a baby step it is your soul trying to get through but unfortunately there's a lot of wounding and it's coming from the ego the soul can't get through to say you are much more than this let those smaller labels go but we're going to be stuck in these labels for a while and, you know, I'm just saying get used to it and just know that it's it's like people are in the prepubescent to pubescent stage and adolescent stage, pubescent to adolescent. Some people it starts in prepubescent, but most people it's pubescent to adolescent stage where... You know, you start piercing because you want to look different. That's I'm unique. It's a lot about the outer, you know, Um, listening to certain music because I'm cool, I'm this, I'm that. And it's not to say, it's not about getting the piercings. And that's another thing I want to say for everyone, and hopefully certain people are listening, stop being so, um, I know I'm on a rant here, but it just gets literal and like people are filling in the blanks according to their wounding it's just like when i talked about the v and i've now i've got it by the way guys i've got to edit more now what i say that's why i'm doing deep dives on patreon that i don't have to censor and eventually i'll do bring some also to rumble because i just got censored again on um this time, not for my tarot reading or for something I got censored on Awakenings with Michelle mache podcast on YouTube, but still subscribe because we 're going to have guests and do stuff over there but it must have, i don't know what I said I have to look in if it's like misinformation about the medical, so i got be so since we're uploading those over there, the algorithm picks up sensitive stuff um, but just like people saying. You know, if you did the V, you are a certain thing. Like somebody got told that they lost their spiritual connection. Well, no, that's not true. Their, their spiritual connection, their connection to God. I'm on my podcast one day. I did not get it. I would not get it. I would not tell people to get it. However, I would not tell people to get it because I'm not a medical professional. And I, I also, as a, as a psychic channel and a medium, that's not my place to make that kind of decision now I can give you channeled info and I did about where it came from what the whole uh, agenda is I can give you a lot of information but I cannot make that decision and I remember having someone in the chat that was calling me oh Michelle says she oh she's one of the best psychics in the world but yet she is telling people to do this and to get this thing and I did not, and I had to address that person in the chat. But see, people aren't listening. In other words, what they're listening for is if you say exactly what I want to hear, that confirms my bias, then I will hear you. If you don't, I changed I changed your words to fit my my narrative. So we have to be very aware of this. This is a this is a tactic to pull people off path and to disempower because you're not listening to your inner voice, your inner hearing, your own higher self, God for all that matter. What you're listening to is people that have an agenda and it seems safe and have a spin, you know, spin doctors, and their sound bites. And, and by the way, I had somebody say, send me something with a certain, you know, information that uh, confirmed their bias. I've got my doctorate, okay? I know, and when I was studying, which I was appalled and quite interested, you, the message from one of my professors, you can find 10 experts to say exactly a certain point or talking point or have certain research, research papers that are valid in one direction, and 10 really great experts Having research, research papers, uh, peer-reviewed papers that are valid in the opposite direction. It's because our bias c- gets in the way. You know, we know that it's the observer effect. So we can funnel things to one point of view or agenda or another. That so that doesn't mean anything a lot of times unless you are have the presence of mind the higher consciousness and higher awareness ability to research both sides or three sides whatever the sides are our particular situation or circumstance objectively as objectively as possible and then weigh them out and then what you're probably going to see is there's positive and negatives on both, or life-enhancing and non-life-enhancing on both. or there's And then you have to make a decision. But see, this is what people don't want to do. They don't want to do that research, and they don't want to have to make the d- tough decision that's, that, in truth, is that every decision has somewhat of an upside and somewhat of a downside. Some have more upside and less downside. Some have a lot of upside in the beginning and less downside, you know, uh, or a lot of downside in the you know and and you know it's you have to mitigate and we learn that in law right mitigating circumstances so a big part of accountability is understanding that but because you know we we're so much in our emotional spiritual development mental emotional spiritual development we're still so much in that pubescent and adolescent uh, arena we don't want to have bad circumstances or we ascribe them to someone else or something else we don't want to make a decision that has somewhat of a downside because in our society, it's looked at, you know, judgmentally like, Oh, you did something wrong, but no, you didn't. It it had a good upside, but again, always this fluctuation between the poles of polarity happen and we have to understand that. So I'm just going to give people, start giving people more of a heads up, especially on Patreon, because stuff is going to get more and more intense and you'll be thrown around like a rag doll, you, and you'll be so confused when other stuff really starts happening to the latter part of 2024 into 2025 um, that you won't know which end is up. And the only end that's usually up is what your higher self tells you. You can do all the research, but you still have to make the decision that's best for your path. You know, that's, that's just how it goes, and it's going to get more and more critical I sense that these what I've looked at with these eclipses that we're in right now, the new moon eclipse in Aries, is bringing a major time of reassessing. After the podcast, I'm going to do a little reel on this. I did, and I'm going to post. But I've, I've been posting my travels on my Instagram story and Facebook story, and I put, re, what do you need to reassess? I don't want to alarm anybody, but shit's about to get real. So if you don't have a good team around you, a posse close friends, or for sure, it's sometimes it's not just friends and family, some kind of spiritual group, some place where you can go and get real deal information or you can say what you're going through and and have support, real support, it's going to be very, very challenging. And that's why people like our guests, they are being challenged. They're not, they're, the old paradigm is not working. You know, and it's like, They're knowing they have to make different decisions, but, gang, the only way to make different decisions is we have to have some level of objectivity. You have to be willing to say, well, I don't know, or I might be wrong, or this is is a complex situation. But we're so used to cookie-cutter quick fixes, you know, we don't like to delay gratification in particularly Western culture. And it's a mindset. We want it now. We want to know now. We don't want to be in the ambiguity to see what transpires or unfolds and and do the inner work and and be in preparation for something, to help birth something. You know, we want it now, you know, and we want to know now. Or We want it A or B, C or D, or this is it, five steps and it's done, you know. And a lot of the issues that we have in our world right now, they, are, they need a holistic, multi-level approach. And the systems that we have in place are not doing that. You know, we're big on documenting, you know, depending, it doesn't matter what we're in. I mean, I was in the educational system, and they still do it. They document, 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 document before something is actually, you know, really done. I, and I know it's in the corporate world because I have clients in the corporate world. They document everything. Now, they do pull the trigger faster, so to speak. <laughs> they they do X people out. But I know I have clients saying to, to me sometimes, oh, we can't fire them because of this or that. We can't get rid of them, even though they're doing a poor job because there's all these rules. There's all this documentation that needs to happen. And then, you know, red tape. So... Yeah, it's going to get, you know, this is really the time, especially with this new moon in Aries. Um, what's Sue saying in the chat? Is this on the 20th? What's today? 19th and 20th. Yeah, Sue, you're right. I need to go to Rumble. Yeah. Hey, everyone in the chat. Yeah, I'm going to because there's so much that I want to share. I've got other downloads that I'm having transcribed from last, even last week. And I know I I could put it on BTR. BTR, because of the algorithm, doesn't censor. But now I want a bridge to connect with more people, and I want to bring the visual element also, Um, because guests sometimes have things also that they might want to share, and I thought that would be cool. Um, So I'll probably do a little bit on YouTube, and then the most will be on Rumble, because YouTube's algorithm, you know, it's just... You know, we've been blessed here on BTR that it's that it's a different algorithm and it it picks up mostly what what by topic and what the guests have to say. So I've been able to get some information out to help people and information about what's really going on. And I just feel people are going to be more receptive to hearing the information as things get more extreme, because people are slowly starting to wake up. Like, oh my God, this shit is real. Things are not going back to how they were. Oh, this doesn 't feel right or look right oh this there is destabilization happening here. What do I do? Oh, this is not a good sign. So now I feel people are waking up, and then we 're going to have the another level of rude awakening where people are scrambling, wanting to get the information and wanting to make the changes because a lot of these changes we have to institute on our on our own that are that I do see coming up, and that 's definitely having to do with that North node eclipse. Um, in Aries that's happening that kicks off uh, cl- eclipse season, a solar eclipse, so it has to do with movement. It has to do – now, it can shadow something. I'm feeling for a lot of people what it is is about cha- – probably next, for some people it might be 11 months. I feel more people it's going to be six to eight months that there's changes, big changes in job and career direction, new pathway. That is much more soul aligned. but it's it's. I feel like a lot of people that are going to be affected by this are going to feel like they're in a, in a bit of a a trough or a track. Like this is it. I'm going down this direction. You know, like a you know those water parks and you go down those slides. It's going to be like that. You're in the slide, or even I guess at a playground, right? You're in the slide. You don't topple to the left or the right. You go you go down. You go you whoosh. So I feel like it's going to feel like that. Stuff is going to be aligning a lot quicker um, in about six, eight weeks' time. Now, I did do a pick-a-card on this for the cycle from April to October. Um, it is on my YouTube channel, and it is, um, it's from a couple of um, – Weeks ago, it is what changes and mani- what is manifesting for you the next three to six months, April to October 2023. So a lot of what I feel since it's in Aries, the way that it is affecting the, the the um, you know, seventh house if we're just looking, you know, whole sign house and we're looking just at putting it Aries at the uh, ascendant. The whole idea of the polarity of areas of self, seventh house, others. So, because we we've been a codependent society, and so that's about to change. There's a lot of changing up that's going to happen. That's that's going to be quite disruptive, but also very freeing. And, and then again, we have the lunar eclipse, Scorpio. Um, what is it? Scorpio full moon, Scorpio Taurus, and then again, you know, the, the pairing of this. Um, after the summer month, of course, in um, October. So it's a very powerful time. If you're getting heads up, I would say start following through on those thoughts, words, ideas, phrases that keep coming around. I need to do that. I should do this. I should find out about this. This is the time that's going to do it. One of the things I see in this new moon um, solar eclipse in Aries um, because Venus, by the way, is very close to the, the, the sky. Uh, I saw it uh, the other night while I was in the jacuzzi looking up at the desert sky. Um, it's bringing in our values. It's our value system, what we value and what is the system that we use for values. So there's going to be a lot of changes financially, a lot of wake-up calls there, but also wake-up calls into the system itself and how much do you want to participate Or how do you participate? You know, are you just, you know, are you not thinking of yourself or your family or whatever it is? You're not thinking ahead as to where things are going. You know, where do you have control or not a lot of control? So it's a lot about reassessing you know, a lot, think of it as going to be like a life review, things going, th- you know, through your mind, through your head, memories, you know, and then like, okay, but we're here now. And so I also feel like this eclipse is bringing like, and the, and the lunar eclipse, the past, a lot of stuff coming up in the past to put the past in the past and say, okay, that's it. Because the the lunar eclipse with that Scorpio energy, it's going to be very exacting. You know, Scorpio is the rule of surgery, surgeons. It's going to be cutting out this, cutting out that, doing this, doing that. I've got to maximize my potential. I've got to move forward. That's it. So I don't care if you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, or kids that are like maybe kids that you have to clean up after them all the time and then it's exhausting you. A lot of you people are going to be laying down the law saying, that's it. If you got the husband, the wife that doesn't want to move forward, you're going to be, that's it. I'm doing it. You coming or not. You know, it's like. Because you're going to see like the world is going to rapidly all of a sudden change on one, you know, level. And it's not about money or Bitcoin. It's about creativity. The new currency, I've said this since 2009, is creativity. And I would also say inspiration. It's creativity and inspiration. I saw that early on in between 2007, 2009. I could already see the shift that was happening so it is going to be a lot more individual ways of working, you know, whatever you want to call it, hybrid jobs, hybrid careers, multi-layers, multi because we're actually going to have less structure down the road, and we're going to see this around in 2030. And some of you are going to be saying, oh, my God, I'm glad I had this extra thing I'm doing, or I'm glad I have this group that I'm doing this with, or, oh my God, I'm glad I left that, you know, it's like, Reminds me once a client I was working with that did, kept wanting to get back to this like I don't know very corporate 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 job, and they were getting consulting. But mind you, their consulting was bringing the least amount of money was from one job was ten thousand. Usually they were getting anywhere but jobs that were thirty 000, forty thousand dollars a month. So they were bringing in, yeah. A, a, whatever like let's say 10 10 grand for this little job but most of the jobs are 30 and 40 thousand okay so let's say three of those jobs do you really need that high-paying corporate job and they kept saying well you i with the corporate job i get insurance and i'm like who cares if you're making 30,000 a month or or 100,000 a month you can afford the insurance get your own insurance now, years later they did that because the, the, the market changed in their, in their field a bit and, um, and then they finally realized, they're like, yeah, I'm making actually the same and sometimes more. But I get it. When you're working as a consultant, things can dip. Maybe one month or for three months you don't have that much money. But if you're making 100000 a year or let's say even 30000 a year, can you not budget if, if one month it dips to twenty or 10000 and you also have a partner that brings in money. You see what I'm saying? We have to think differently, gang. We've got to think differently. We've been taught the corporation is safe. It's not going to be. You've got to have other, not only, it's not about the money, you have to have other interests. You have to have other ways, you know, of getting your appreciation, you know, and for many of you, you're gonna have to have other ways of receiving or drawing in or earning income. Or your hours are going to be cut. I mean, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but there are a lot of changes I see psychically coming up for corporations with how they work, what kind of hours, you know, restructuring. So you know, many people will be fine, but why is this happening? The squeeze? So you become more soul-centered, so that you live more from your soul passion and gifts. That's what we're here to do, not just to get a corporate job, and get some and make sure all our benefits are there, and then we go in the r v or we, we sit in the lawn chair, you know, or we go to the beach you know that's like a game that's so I don't know what it is for you now, maybe some of you that it, that might be it, but I know people that say, oh, I'm retired, so I can't do this, I can't do that, or I'd like to do this, but I have to watch how much money I make because I can't do this. well then don't get paid and do it. Do you see what I'm saying? The game is changing, folks I got to just i'm going to be talking about this more but i want to give everybody a heads up because this why what i have received psychically and as a channel and what i see it in the astrology the game has changed it's like we may not totally see it yet but it is it's a different world out there it's a different game yes a lot of the structures are still very much the same or seem to be the same but they're not working the same right so something, something's not going to get you as far as it got you before. And you're getting, all you guys I'm talking to, you're getting a heads up on this. I'm just suggesting that you believe yourself. You believe your own higher self. This is your confirmation. Yes, you are getting the right message. You're not cuckoo. You want to try something different. You want to try something new. You want to add something to what you're doing. You're getting those messages from your higher self, you know, your soul through the expanded aspect of your being, your higher self. So this eclipse is going to bring sharp awarenesses to that. You know, it's it's going to bring. I feel for many people a new way of living, a new place, a relocating, being completely around different people might be jarring, but then you're going to say, Oh my God, this is so me. Why didn't I do this sooner? So it's all about connecting into your soul. Let's get to callers. three four seven five three nine
0: five one two two. Hi, you're on air. Ciao, Michelle. has Zoe. Um, hey, Zoe, how are you? Actually, I'm amazing. How are you? I actually want to talk to you, uh, the callers, about the astrology, about the eclipse energy that's coming up about this this Aries, this super, you know, like, self or ego-based energy and how we can really, like,
2: um,
0: yeah, like, what we can expect from the eclipse, how we can better, like, use that to integrate.
1: Well, I've been talking, okay, I'll dive in really the question. Energy. Yeah, I've been talking about it. Now, here's the thing. Again, we always have things that manifest on a lower mid, mid or higher octave, you know, or less vibrationally sound, you know, less diluted spiritual energy. Some have a lot of di- diluted. So, Aries is the self. It's called the, the reason it's the baby of the planet, which I know my Aries that are more evolved hate being called the baby of the planet, but or the, of, the, of the of the zodiac <laughs> rather than the planet, but. Reason baby is because it yeah. does have a lot to do with the, with the self, right? And, and Aries right. sometimes can be thought of as being more selfish, self-centered, me, 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 because they're learning. So wherever Aries is our chart, we're to be learning of how do I assert myself, how to make sure that my self needs get met, or what are my, what are my needs or what is the, the, the balance of my energy and someone else's energy. But the higher level of Aries uh, is the is the is the you know, human aspect of our being. It brings, it's like how do I how do I manifest through the self, the higher vibrational aspect of me, right? It's looking at it's it's also looking at self mastery also. So when we look at um, It's like purpose and will, you know, it's it's aligning our purpose and our will. That's what I'm telling you. This is a no joke. Uh, Okay, here's a lower level would be only instinctual. So instincts are good, but we've seen people, I got to have that. I want that now. That's lower level Aries. If the next level would be I direct my energy towards this. I'm very focused. So we've always we've met people like that. I'm very focused. I'm, I'm focused on this. I'm doing this. This is my job. This is my career. It's my goal. And then we have the areas that's very inspirational. So the lower level is it's all about me, right? I am me, you know, I me 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 me. The next level is me and you. Aries could be learning about me and you. Oh, that's where my my energy ends, yours begins. That's me, that's you. That's how we come together. That's where we merge. And then the next level is understanding that we're all one. So on the higher level, yeah. Aries understands that there's all this, this oneness, right?
0: Right. And, and it's no, the no first ray of manifestation. No from self, essentially.
1: Yeah. Well, not from self, from everyone in the world. The world, right?
0: Right. I so mean, so this area. Yeah. I mean...
1: yeah. So this. this That's what I'm saying. Be- because our society has been, and we've been trained to be this way, and the, the the dynamics, the the relating pattern is this way, where it's that power over, underpowered, abuse, misuse of power, whatever you want to call it. There's all these, you know. Feeling powerless. So it's people are going to have to learn to assert themselves in their own life. And, but not in a way like it's my way is the highway, but what is my way? What, is, what am I about? And how do I do that with another person or a group? So it is a lot about the self and placing the self in the best environment, the best place to be for the self. Now, I'm going to say something, Zoe, because you're bringing this up. Yeah. In our society, and I would say most societies, even Eastern, not just Western, no one talks about that. In all the religions, it's what can you do for someone else. What do you do for someone else? Seva, which I love, selfless service. Um, We've had it to martyrdom.
0: What about service? service Two to self because there is like i said there is no separation from self in fact like when we're seeing other people or other circumstances it's all like a mean like a reflection right like it's all
1: yes good point so here's the deal so, and, it, and it's going to look a little selfish you know but there, i mean i would say it's there's selfishness in a healthy way but the thing is we've been flip flopped on our society that's why people try to get their needs met from other people, but we are here to simply express an experience as a soul, as a soul being, our soul self. but that's gotten left out of the equation that's gotten left out of you know the the religious text, the bible, the torah, christianity, Catholicism, we know the Mar- oh they're always at the church, they're a good soul, and yet they're stressed out, you know chronic fatigue, whatever's going on but they show up and help and they do this and they donate money, but yet they run, you know, can't pay their bills because they've donated to whatever institution, yeah. spiritual center or church. It's been a great grift. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Where yeah. is, and right? That's everywhere
0: and everywhere in the world. It's, it's the, it's yeah. the same thing. Like I, I proved that I did all of this. So now, and it's like, it, it's really interesting because the, this energy of the Aries is instead of, like, what can I do to improve? It's, like, what, what is, like, how can this help, like, not just me improve, but, like, on a, um, like, as, asking the guides, right, or your, your whatever source, like, how, how would you suggest? i improve instead of instead of placing like a demand or a request maybe like um you know like asking <laughs> uh to be shown something it's like it like you, everything's changing now so it's like a completely different way that we're even digesting things like mentally physically spiritually everything you know yeah yeah what would, yeah, be, what so would it you just, think as far as, like, people that have, like, like a lot of fixed energies in their chart? Because I also wanted to talk about this, too, because I noticed a lot of the people that I'm working with right now are um, uh, the Scorpios and a lot of Tauruses, which is where the North and South Node are right now, and this will be, like, the last major eclipse yeah. with this little axis. Like, so I know it means, like, there's – really i know you said there's a lot of big things coming for other people but also i think uh yeah what's 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 your view on that as far as like uh people having like strong fixed sign energies in their chart because i do feel well, even have, for myself okay. personally that there's a lot
1: okay of well my moon is in taurus and my mercury is in leo and in my my my, my so those are two fixed and my and my my moon opposes uh, uh jupiter and scorpio so that's fixed and my and my mercury is in leo conjunct uranus so here's the thing astrology is not a determining factor that's why i love astrology and i love numerology but sometimes it's like going through the psychic being the psychic channel and medium it cuts through all that so i think we have to say because i know for myself knowing at one point my level of awareness went hmm Michelle, you can sometimes be a bit fixed or you can be very emphatic about things. So I have an awareness of that. So yeah. people, because I have friends too that, oh, I'm Scorpio or I'm this, and that's why. I said, no, that's not why. You know that you're Scorpio. You know you can be stubborn and fixed-minded. Then don't be. <laughs> that's just a, you're not your astrology sign. You're not your planet. No, yeah. You're saying so all- so I get it. I'm glad you're saying asking this because we all have to wake up to the fact that we're not. We have more determining factors than our astrology signs. Or, you know the aspects in our chart. It's not a fait no, complete. Just,
0: it's just a tool. No, it's just a tool. It's just it's just exactly. another chart or now another it's map. To, it, it's, yes,
1: it's yes, it's going to influence. However, there are life hacks to everything, so there are hacks around. If you know you, you know, like somebody saying, oh, my God, with my Cancerian Moon or my, you know, I just get so overwhelmed and I have, okay, then meditate. Then go for a walk. So that's what I'm telling you guys that this is where we're going with the energy pattern. We're not going to be able to have the excuses anymore because the system that's dissolving for one thing, the universe doesn't care about those examples. But the only reason we've been have, we have what we have is because we've had enough group agreement that's holding these beliefs, ideas, and mental constructs in place. But as that changes and becomes moldable, we're not going to have the, – the, the, either the systems won't be in place or they won't be as strong. And so you're going to have to go into yourself and say, well, what kind of person am I really? What do I really need? You know, and, and be, it's about self-responsibility and self-accountability to oneself. Oops, I got You know what? We got our guests coming on soon. So I got to scoot. Let's see if they're on yet. Maybe they're coming on at 1. Okay. Um, Zoe, awesome. I love when you call. Great question. Great, yes. great
0: question yeah, and great insight. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm, I always appreciate your insight and your things. And I'm, I'm super looking forward to... Um, yeah, our session that we have coming up. And just oh, thank you for being amazing and for sharing all of the love with the community and just helping bring clarity. You're awesome. Okay. So much love. Well, thanks
1: for being a part of this community and bringing your energy and your insights uh, to this community. Lots of love and big hug.
0: Ciao, ciao. Ciao.
1: Hi, you're on air. Hello, you're on air.
3: Hi, Michelle, Valerie. How are you? Hi, Valerie. Good. Hi. Uh, Hi. Someone broke into my grandson's car this week and uh, out in front of the house. Yeah, and so now I'm wondering if, will my house be safe or is there anything else we need to be aware of?
1: I'm not feeling that, um, but maybe put some tourmaline, black tourmaline, if that makes you feel better obsidian or black tourmaline around it feels like there's just stuff okay. around the house I'm not getting necessarily in the house but mm-hmm. that could be yeah I would do that
3: so you don't see any um another like a break in not or right
1: now I'm not seeing something come but you know the thing is well that kind of stuff is kind of quick you know what I mean <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. so yeah it's kind of a spontaneous but I'm not I would just say put some black tourmaline get some black tourmaline I feel that whatever's going on is more a, a street, street level, but not in the house. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, it was, yeah, because it, it was
3: quick, and they did, on the street. Um, yeah, yeah, he's parking some of the house, and then when he went out to his car, he, you know, they had taken his speakers and things like that. So yeah,
1: I was just wondering, that's the end of that, or
3: does he? Yeah, that's what be I'm another? getting.
1: That's what I'm getting. All right, sweetie, you okay. take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ah, bye-bye. Hi, you're on air. I'll try to get to two more callers, and we have our guests will be coming on. Uh, Lynn, I agree with you about Rumble in the chat, what you're saying. We'll definitely do that, yeah, on any topic. I know. Uh, I want to bridge to you, too, but you're right. The censorship is is real. Okay. Hi, you're on air. Hello. Okay, nine one four, you're not there. Hi you're on air. Hello.
3: I am I am so ever grateful to be on oh, air. <laughs> oh <laughs> and to have listened and to continue to listen to my inner self more and more, the pleasure of that, to have listened mm. to being part of the awakening community and other sacred communities, and I am so thankful for you and what you have given to me and so many others, the knowing that when we choose to tune in to all the possibilities and the source who I choose to call the first mother, that there is always a soul loosened. Everything and the drama (laughs) and the role that we choose to play within the dramas of life are ours. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the role we choose. Um, I do see that we're going to probably be till twelve fifty. So just to give a heads up, because I want to hear Queen and then get one more call in. If you hold on, and if you didn't get your questions answered, I'll be here next week. Well, Queen has spoken.
3: And I am all ever grateful as I say, and the voice, her voice is speaking through me louder and louder. And what a joy to have yeah. tools in my, in my kit that I've had. Yeah, right. Being open to receiving more in every moment. And even when it, it seems like, wow, this is a lot. Yeah, I'm more. I'm ready for more of my greatness to be received and lived and enjoyed. And I so much appreciate you. Mm,
1: thank you. Yes, <laughs> isn't it interesting to find the gifts and the, bless- and, and the blessings and, the, and what seem to not be good <laughs> or not, not to be life-enhancing or what seem to be jarring? Or um, I hope people are getting this. I hope people are getting this. I hope they're getting because it's going to make things a lot easier.
0: Maybe that's why we need more
1: comedians. It's also the it's also the laughter as medicine. Yes, you know there's laughter yoga, (laughs) laughter meditation. I mean, we have to we all have to lighten up here. A lot of people are bound very tightly right now.
3: Lighting up, lighting up. Go towards the light. Look within. And from there, all shall begin again and again to remember who we are and where we come from and why. Here, you know, we shall have no fear, or else, (laughs) or else we will disappear into another way of being. (laughs) All is well. All is well.
1: Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Haley. Hey, Haley. Hi. Saw you in the chat. How are you doing? Good. Fired up. Good. Uh, Yeah, that's great. Inspired. Um, Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm an I'm an Aries, so I'm definitely feeling all of this. But um, I was going to ask you. We spoke um, privately probably a couple of months ago, and. um, Mm So after a breakup, I'm single now, and you had said that you saw someone coming in pretty quick. I'm just, I haven't really, you
3: know, really, I don't know,
1: found that person right
3: now. I'm just wondering, like, when that will happen, because I feel like it will, but I just, I wonder when.
1: Well, of course you will. It will, (laughs) especially with these aspects, Aries, you know, eclipse. So one goes out and one comes in. I would, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, with the because the opposite uh, sign of Aries, of course, is Libra that has all to do with relationship and rule seventh house. So first house with this eclipse, mm-hmm. yeah, and time is relative. So I don't know the, off the bat, like exactly yeah. when. Yeah. There may be something you need to focus on, maybe more of you. Re-listen to the beginning of the podcast, what I was saying about <laughs> the, the the self. Yeah, uh, Because there could have been something that wasn't so equal in that relationship. Yeah, um, I do know with aspects that are happening with the North Node going into Aries in July, that's going to bring for a lot of Aries people Libra, Libra rising, uh, changes, mm. uh, probably even to Capricorn and Cancer people with that square. So it's going to bring changes in relationship or bring new relationships. Remember, everything that we do internally then has a manifestation externally. We get on a diet. We start eating healthier. All of a sudden we meet people like that. We start meditating. Oh, I met a meditator, you know, or someone that also does this. So the more that we can do on our inner and our personal life and make that a little juicier, a little fuller, especially after a breakup, then that attracts in. So it may be six, eight months. May, yeah. Yeah, maybe six, eight months, I
3: would
1: say. I'm also moving. Your your YouTube um Pick of cards have been so spot on. Um, I'm moving in June, and I think that'll bring a lot oh, of well, there's newness. The, yeah, absolutely will. Mm-hmm. And that's right what I was saying about in my post that I'm doing to Instagram, uh, the reel about the eclipse, I saw moves, and that's what I said at the beginning of the program. Yeah. So just, I know yeah. it's hard. I get there, too. I, even though I studied all this and trained it all, it's still hard. As humans, yeah. we, we, it's like a year to us is forever. You know, someone says, oh, that's yeah. going to happen probably in a year. And you're like, oh, my God, a year. Already. Oh, my God. So I get it. Right. I get it. I feel yeah, for you. Okay. but just. Yeah. Just well, you're yeah. gonna move anyway. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All and right, Cindy, thank thanks know. for calling in. All right, big hug. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right, so right, it's time for our second half of the program. We're awakening dialogue. Um today we have Doctor Greg Hammer, who is a Stanford University professor. Also, a mindfulness expert. Boy, do we need that right now Um, in the planet. Um, His recent book, Gain Without Pain. I love that. The Happiness Handbook for Healthcare Professionals. Uh, So let's dive in and see how he's doing. Hi, Greg. How are you doing? How are you?
2: I'm doing very well. How are you?
1: I am doing well. I'm on fire. (laughs) There's so much going on. All right, on. I love uh, that. Yeah, do you love it? <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Uh, well, and I've been traveling. I was out at Anza Borrego and, uh, you know, traveling around there in the in the high desert and mountains and all of that. So,
2: Sounds lovely. you know what that
1: can do, right? It always gives a different a bit of perspective. You know, when you when oh,
2: absolutely getting out in nature and recognizing the scale of even just the world around us, not to mention the universe at large. It does put yes. things in perspective.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I know we talked before. Um, yes, we have. Yeah, which is great, because I like what you were talking about. Because, you know, at the top of the program, we kind of wrapped it into mental, emotional, and spiritual, but uh, that we don't take care of it enough of the self. So I really feel like this talk we're having is, uh, I'm hoping it really, what's the word, like emphasizes or just hits the, you know, nail on the head, whatever, hits it home, emphasizes to people the importance of the self-care. We've been talking about the self, and it seems like that still gets so missed, especially uh, in people, healers. Healthcare, you know, professionals, workers, whatever. People want to term themselves light workers, massage therapists, therapists, um, life coaches, spiritual life coaches, diet, nutrition, stuff out the window, overworked, you know, just push, 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 push. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on why that is so much? Even if it's in our field of being a naturopath or you know like i'll hear people say yeah I'm, I'm just so exhausted you know i didn't have time to eat you know or <laughs> i ate and right. i'm like wait a minute what are you telling your patients they're not telling them that so
2: yes i mean of course in, in my spot? line of work um, yeah yeah in my line of work that's very common you know working in the operating room in the intensive care unit we we often don't take care of ourselves you know we we either forget to eat or we think of eating but we don't have any time and yeah. I think
1: well, you're in the, everybody,
2: every, up, Yeah. Yeah. everybody though. Everybody in all walks of life, you know, people are always up against the directive to take care of themselves. It's like put your oxygen mask on first and then reach over and help the child sitting next to you or, as they say on Southwest, the person next to you who's acting like a child. But the thing is to put your own oxygen mask on first, and, and then you'll be able to help other people and really engage in the world. Why do we not do that? I, you know, I. All just a psychiatrist. I have my own ideas about that. I think that uh, I talk a lot about how our brains are wired and how we can rewire them. And I think okay. some of the ways our brains are wired uh, tend to interfere with our ability to to experience happiness and to take care of ourselves, for that matter. And they include that we have a negativity bias. So we tend to focus on and remember the negative and forget the positive. So, you know, I tell a story in the book of a day when I'm working with a a wonderful female trainee in anesthesiology and we have four difficult cases and uh, they're, you know, complicated surgical procedures and also complicated from the anesthesia standpoint. She has lots of tubes and lines and catheters to place in the patients and, putting in epidurals and other specialized equipment. And she does everything flawlessly, but we have one little baby and she can't get the little catheter in the arterial, in the artery in a baby. And so I step in and do that. So otherwise though, she did everything perfectly. And and even that is obviously no transgression. She's a trainee and these are difficult procedures. She goes home, she takes stock of the day. She thinks of all the things that went on during the day. And does she think of all the good things that she did and all the, positive outcomes that the patients had. No, she thinks of that one procedure that she missed. Mm. And that's just a poignant example of our negativity bias. So our brains are we all wired that, that way. Yeah, we right. do that. So I think mm. the first thing is everybody should recognize who's listening that this is nothing to be ashamed of. This is not our own dirty little secret. This is the way that our brains have been wired through tens of thousands of years of evolution since is it like a protection mechanism? Corpus. You know, I think, it, is, I think it is. I, I think yeah. there's, there's a, a negativity and a wariness that was perhaps 50,000 years ago adaptive. So mm-hmm. imagine early Homo sapiens sitting in their cave trying to keep the fire going, and they had to be wary. They had to think of the worst possible thing that could happen. They had to be concerned there might be a saber-toothed tiger lurking outside the mouth of their cave. And that wariness and that constant obsession with the future and and what catastrophe might befall them perhaps allowed them to live longer and procreate more and spread their gene pool in the population to a greater extent. And here we are 50,000 years later with all those genes that code for these ways of thinking, but they're no longer adaptive. Mm -hmm most of the time and so we're stuck right. that. so the good news is our brains are, are are plastic we have this wonderful quality called neuroplasticity and we have the ability to rewire our brains but back to the original point why don't we take care of ourselves more i think part of it is that we have this negativity bias so our minds just gravitate to the negatives and that you know that really is an obstacle towards self-care and the other thing is that we are very distracted with the past and the future. We, we have a hard time being yeah. present. And present is where happiness lives. I, I love Dr. John Kabat-Zinn's definition of mindfulness, and I think it's also the definition of happiness, and that is that mindfulness or happiness is awareness of the present moment on purpose, non-judgmentally. So happiness is in the present. It's the only experience we ever really have. On purpose, because our brains are wired differently than being present. And non-judgmentally, because if we want to see things the way they are, then we have to drop the judgments. And if we do those things, then self-care just sort of comes. Yeah, that can be hard. The
1: judgments, right? Which is so stress-producing. But it's so
2: worth it. So worth it. So worth doing it on purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. So, talk us through that again. Which was a form of mind, is form of mindfulness, um, right? Essentially, what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I
2: mean, you know, John Kabat-Zinn is one of the founders of mindfulness. He started yeah. a m- mindfulness-based stress reduction program in Western Massachusetts with individuals who had refractory depression and ptsd and 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 that really kind of started the mindfulness movement if you will which is so commonly referenced today excuse me and he defined mindfulness as awareness of the present moment on purpose non-judgmentally and i think there are some of the elements of gain in my book but you know more more to the point i think three really essential ingredients to being happy, to understand that when we're present, we're happy. If you think of all your happiest moments, you're walking in the forest, you're acutely aware of your foot falling on the soft bed of pine needles, which helps create this scent of this beautiful pine and oxygen-enriched atmosphere in the forest that you're Enjoying, You're looking at the sunlight filtering through the treetops above. And you are just present. You're not worried about being embarrassed about something you said or did yesterday or the list of things you have to do when you get home. You are right there, right then. You're connected to everything. You've lost the sense of being a separate self. You're present, and you're happy. You're blissful. So that's just a good example of the... Equation of happiness and being present, and then on purpose, and that's just the I and gain is intention or or on purpose, and that is acknowledging that our brains are wired in ways that tend to make us think negative thoughts and get stuck in old habits and overthink the past and feel shame and regret and overthink the future and feel fear and anxiety with our negativity bias, and so if we want to change the way we think and be happier. And therefore, be in a better position to take care of ourselves. We have to have a plan. We have to do it on purpose. And the good news is, there are lots of ways to approach that, including my game method, but many others. And then, the third ingredient that Dr. Cabotton articulated is non And you know, again, the N in game is non-judgment, and it's an acknowledgement that our brains are always sizing everything up. And again, this may be a nod to our early Homo sapiens forebears. They had to be very wary. They had to be concerned that if they went in the wrong direction, there might be predators and and there was always danger lurking. And so they had to be constantly judging things around them as danger, not danger, good, bad. But in fact, in our current reality, we don't have to judge things as good or bad, generally. We need to discern... You know, should we do this, or should we do that? But okay, you know, Michelle has an hour to have coffee with a friend. She can either have friend of a with who's very positive and pragmatic and fun, or friend B who's generally whining and complaining and ungrateful, and so Michelle has to discern that she would prefer to spend her time with friend A, but she doesn't have to judge friend a is good and friend b is bad if if we drop the judgment we see things clearly and actually we get a little dopamine hit when we see things the way they are without judging so awareness of the present moment on purpose non-judgmentally it's sort of a code by which to live and i think that when we talk about self-care it it may be birthed from from that reality from that way of thinking
1: Hmm. I like that. I like that. so in those in those choices. Um, now, Greg, remind me of gain again what that was because we <clears> talked <throat> about that with your, uh, you know, the gain, what that the acronym gain without pain. Yeah. Um, right. If we could go over that again, because I, I remember ta- I remember when we talked because I thought, oh, this is everybody needs to have this, but right now everybody is a healthcare professional. I mean, whether they're doing it, you know, in a career. Or with each other and their family. You know? uh,
2: I like that. Yes. We're all healthcare professionals. Actually, you know, the book was written initially in response to the growing prevalence of burnout among healthcare professionals. Um, and so I got very involved in our wellness program at Stanford and wellness and, you know, spiritual and physical wellness have been forever passions of mine and so then I had some sabbatical time and I figured how can I get this message out more and I figured why not write a book which I did so that's why the book was entitled The Happiness Handbook for Healthcare Professionals but it's based on what I think are the four pillars of spiritual well-being and they are universal so they appear in every positive religious and philosophic tradition, and they are gratitude, acceptance, intention, and non-judgment, and they represent the acronym GAIN, and I think that no matter what you believe, if you're engaged in meaningful spiritual and or philosophic tradition, you're going to come across those four pillars and, as being central. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, thinking of the non-judgment and um, also in Buddhism, but all of this, yeah, gain, accept. Now, just can you go through? And gratitude is that? Would that be in your mind like a gratitude list? What would?
2: I think gratitude is it's sort of a universal concept practice, however you want to see it, and it's intrinsically connected and part of happiness. And I think we can do an empiric thought experiment and demonstrate the importance of gratitude and happiness. We can imagine somebody who is poor and happy. There's a wonderful film. I think it's entitled Happy. It actually profiles some people who have absolutely no belongings in the world, live in a hut mm. with a mud floor, and they're happy. So, And there's a lot of happiness science, of course, that shows that that money is not a prerequisite to happiness, especially if you're living above the poverty line. So you can imagine somebody who's poor and happy. You can imagine somebody who's physically challenged and happy. But you cannot imagine somebody who's ungrateful and happy, right? I mean, it's that friend B of yours that I possibly you might be considering having lunch with you don't really want to spend your time with somebody who's complaining. You know, um, my late son and I had an expression when things were, you know, down, you know, one of us was down and maybe tending to complain a little bit. We would look at each other and say, two arms, two legs. You know, here we are. We both have two arms and two legs, and I've recently added – although he's no longer around, unfortunately, that and we don't live in Ukraine. So yeah. unless we start yeah. to feel sorry for ourselves and feel ungrateful about our circumstances, you know, my right knee is swollen. Well, let me be grateful that my left knee is doing great and the rest of my body, miraculously, is doing all the physiologic functions it's supposed to be doing. So right. rather than that negativity bias leading my thoughts to that one area of my body that is a little out of whack, why don't I instead just redirect my thoughts to being grateful for all of the miraculous workings of the rest of my body? And so I think, again, this is just a way of being. It's a way of being grateful, whether it is manifest in writing things down that you're grateful for. I think journaling is great. I'm not a journaler. I just close my eyes and get connected to my breath, and I kind of sink right into my game practice, and that starts with the contemplation, once I'm settled into my breath and I've slowed my breath down and my heart rate and my blood pressure are, are lower, I just, it comes naturally to me. Um, and, and, again, it's with practice. It takes practice. Uh-huh. And that's the on-purpose part of it. You have to have the intention. But if you practice a method, you have a plan, and having a plan for being grateful it's quite easy. Uh, just close your eyes and start to breathe slowly each morning and begin to contemplate that for which you're grateful. Be grateful for the loved ones in your life. Be grateful for your relative health. For many of us, Uh our relative wealth. Instead of focusing on how much money we don't have, just imagine how much poorer we could be. Uh, Be grateful for the community in which we live. For me, I'm eternally grateful for the work I do, for the privilege of, serving these kids and their families. I think we all can be grateful for the opportunity to serve others. So there's just an almost limitless list of things for which we can contemplate our gratitude.
1: Mm. And so it it brings up um, kind of what I was fired up about earlier, Greg, (laughs) the earlier part of the podcast. Well, this accountability that which I think you have the you or you're talking about it, the intention, but the plan and the practice. And I whatever way we wanna term it or couch it, I, I feel like we're moving into a time frame where we do have to connect into more self accountability, which is we have to make a plan and do our practice. We have an intention or idea. You know, I was terming it moving out of uh, pubescence and adolescence. You know, we're going into this adulthood, I think, as a society. Well, maybe slowly, but anyway. <laughs> um, where we have our own wisdom of what we need, the limits, you know, um, you know, which to me self-care has a lot to do with it. Because for me also self-care is self-reflection. Um, you know, where mm-hmm. am I at? What am I doing? Or am I doing too much of something, too little? This card sure. that you're talking about, right? In your gain, gratitude, acceptance, intention, and then the non-judgment, which that's a difficult one, else always for me. The non everything <laughs> else, but the the, the judgment. I got to be honest. Um, but the plan
2: I'll give you an exercise the, for that, Michelle.
1: Will you? Okay, because I, I I.
2: We can come back to that.
1: Okay, all right. So the exercise, but then the plan and the practice. So what? Is that like literally writing it down or putting your calendar or just saying this is what I'm going to do or what I'm going to focus on, like maybe taking one concept? What, would that, what could that look like for people to kind well, of jump-start Well, I'll tell you people? what it looks
2: like for me. Yeah, and what, I, okay. and what I practice and teach is just a game practice. And, you know, it's, it's a meditation. Let's just call it that. I think that's what it is. Now, most people think that, or many people think that meditation is something that requires at least 30 minutes where you have to sit without moving, without scratching an itch, possibly in an uncomfortable position, God forbid, with your right ankle behind Ooh. your left ear. <laughs> and then that you, you've got to banish all thoughts from your, your mind, which is almost impossible. But no, meditation is not that. I'm going to give you a three-minute practice that actually gives cool. you guided thoughts. So not only... Is it not having to sit still without moving or scratching an itch for a long period of time? In fact, even in the three minutes, you can scratch an itch. You're allowed to scratch an itch. It's also, um, I'm giving you things to think about so you don't have to worry about the impossible task of oh. emptying your mind and banishing all thoughts. So, I like that. Okay. So we got up in the morning. We opened the blinds. Hopefully, there's some light out there, and that is immediately refreshing and will kind of stimulate some hormonal activity and and wakefulness and and alertness. Do your morning hygiene thing. Find a comfortable place to sit, hopefully in a quiet part of your home or outside your home if, you know, the weather is good and you're fortunate in that regard. And sit in a comfortable position, adjust your body position, and close your eyes. And get in touch with your breath. So what we're going to do is spend 15 or 20 seconds just focusing on the breath, slowing it down. So maybe taking a slow inspiration to a count of three, pausing to a count of three, and then exhaling slowly to a count of four. So maybe this is a seven or eight-second breath. And so there are seven or eight of those in a minute. So you've slowed your respiratory rate down to seven or eight. And when you slow your respiratory rate down, you activate something called the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's the, the part of your nervous system that keeps your sympathetic or flight, fright, flight, freeze response in check. So you're activating your parasympathetic nervous system that's slowing your heart rate, it's lowering your blood pressure, it's lowering your cortisol, it's lowering your blood sugar. And so you're just gonna spend a few seconds kind of getting in touch with your breath. And then begin to contemplate that for which you're grateful as I said, you know, this comes naturally after a while. I'm so grateful for this very moment. I'm so grateful for having the time to sit here and breathe this clean air and notice the slight sweetness in the air I'm breathing and have a day ahead of me where I can interact with friends and people I care about and make a contribution to the world. And enjoy my relatively good health and the fact that my body is functioning well and so many other things for which I'm grateful. And then we're going to transition after 30 or 40 seconds to acceptance. And here is an acknowledgement that pain is as much a part of life as joy. So we all have painful experiences. You know, as I said, I lost my son just six years, a few days ago. So this comes to me and I I actually take this pain and I, I focus on it and I bring it closer and closer and I envision opening my chest and opening my heart and bringing this pain into my heart and enveloping it with my heart, nurturing it with my heart. And sitting with that linked to my breath and asking myself the question, can I live with this pain forever? And when the answer is yes, I've accepted it. And, you know, there's a formula in my book, suffering equals pain times resistance. So here's an acknowledgement of accepting the pain that we cannot change, as the Serenity Prayer would have it. And by accepting, that is lowering our resistance, acceptance being the opposite of resistance, pain equal, or rather suffering equals pain times resistance. The pain is there. The resistance can be lowered and therefore the suffering is lowered. And so we sit as we breathe, embracing this pain, and we notice that it's not as bad as we anticipated. And then we transition to intention. And one thing I like to do to start the intention, 30 or 45 seconds, is just to notice what's happening right now physically. Notice the pressure of the chair against my body. Notice the slight tingling at the soles of my feet. Notice the air flowing through my nose and feeling my body, expanding my chest, expanding my body, being released without effort. Noticing the sound I hear in the distance, and I, my, I live on Stanton Campus, kind of halfway between San Francisco and San Jose Airport, so I often, in the distance, hear a plane that little Doppler effect where you're kind of the pitch increasing and then decreasing way off in the distance, something I might not normally notice unless I'm actually listening. So I notice these sensations, the tactile sensation, the the, the subtle smell of the air, the distant tearing of the airplane going by. And I, I sit with this for five or ten seconds just as an exercise in being aware of the present moment. And then I kind of shift my intention to being more positive, to really focusing on the positive in my life. So, again, it's kind of connected to gratitude. All these elements are connected. And then I transition to non-judgment. And here's the exercise I was going to propose, Michelle, because I know that okay. not only for you and me, but for everybody, non-judgment is a challenge because we're so programmed to judge everything around us as good or bad. So here's an exercise. So we're... We're mostly through our game meditation. We started with the breath. We transitioned from gratitude, acceptance, and tension, and we're on non-judgment. Picture one of these lovely NASA images of the Earth suspended in space. And it's a beautiful planet, but it's just a planet. It's neither good nor bad. It lacks the qualities of the good or bad. It's just the planet that it is. And so it's only rational for me to think of myself as just a human being. I am just a person. I am neither good nor bad. I am just the person that I am, just like the earth is a planet that it is neither good nor bad. I'm the person that I am. I'm neither good or bad. I am simply that I am. And then I kind of sit with the I amness. I am... And I link it again to the breath, the focus on slowing the breath, and I am. And I sit with the breath and the I am for 15 or 20 seconds. And then I slowly open my eyes. And something really powerful has just happened. I have taken a baby step toward rewiring my brain to be more wow. grateful, accepting, intentional, and non-judgmental. And what happens that's miraculous is the more I do this, and again, I I think you may notice even after a few days that that you're starting to think differently, but what happens is when you find that you're being ungrateful or you're resisting something uncomfortable or you're lapsing into your old habits, you're not being intentional or you're you're judging, a light bulb goes off and you recognize that you're doing this and you can kind of smile to yourself, get a little dopamine hit, and you just Uh. redirect your thoughts according to your plan. So I'm judging this person. A light bulb goes off. I recognize maybe I see that image of the earth. I see the image of myself as neither good nor bad. I see the image of that individual as neither good nor bad. And the judgment has dropped, and there's a dopamine hit associated Uh with that because... It doesn't really feel good to judge things around us as yeah. good or bad or other people we're we know intrinsically when we judge we're not seeing things the way they are. we're casting a hue over that which we observe or experience according to our own biases and you know our own sort of negativity and so dropping that judgment is like letting go of a small burden. And so these bulb yeah. moments become, they become more and more prevalent the more we begin and and sustain this practice. And it's, you know, it can be a three-minute practice on a daily basis, and it really works wonders.
1: Oh, I just did it with you, and I, I, oh, my God. And I did it with one thing I was judging, and I just felt so, first of all, so at peace when you're doing that um, gain meditation. And then... um I did the, well, you're talking the judgment, and it's, I could feel myself lighter, you know, yeah, and happier. like yes. Yeah, like happier. It's interesting, too, even before you said it, I thought, oh, yeah, when we're judging, we're only seeing this little slice, a sliver of something. It's very myopic. It's a very small view. Yes.
2: I never Absolutely. thought of it that way. No, that's beautiful. Yes, I agree with you completely. You know, yeah, we started talking about self-care, right? Mm-hmm. So self-care is facilitated by feeling good about yourself, right? I think we all know mm-hmm. that our negativity bias, yeah. we, we're overthinking the past, we're dwelling on something we said or did the other day that we're, we wish we hadn't said or done. We're feeling rather negative about ourselves. We're feeling self-judgmental, and, and let's face it, we are most harshly self-judgmental. And when we're having those thoughts and that experience, we are least likely to take good care of ourselves, right? I mean, Ooh, kind of self-care true. begets self-care. I think it's like when you have just exercised, okay, you got, okay, yes, you, maybe you have a little bit of that endorphin high or what have you, but, you know, you're sweating, you, you feel like, wow, you know, I've done something good for myself. It makes you want to do something else good for yourself, you know, it makes you want to prepare a nice salad for your meal rather than, you know, have a bowl of ice cream. And,
3: uh-huh. you know,
2: it, this kind of positivity and the self-care begets positivity and self-care. And so again, taking advantage of our neuroplasticity and beginning to rewire our brain actually leads to improved self-care. And, and it's just, uh, you know, it's one of the little miracles about the way our brains work and, and what we're really capable of.
1: Yeah, and with that, like you had said, the awareness, the plan, the practice, the, uh, having that intention and then the, bringing the awareness to what it is you want to change or make better or healthier, you know, or, you know, change it so that you you feel better. Yeah, and you
2: have to have that plan. I mean, you really Mm -hmm. have to have a plan. So I think if I were to say uh, recommend what's the first step toward taking better care of yourself and being a happier person, it's formulating a plan. It doesn't have to be so detailed and, and like, guide your 24-7 experience, but you have to have a plan, and then you can begin to engage in it. But you have to start out by committing yourself to being a happier person, committing yourself to being more grateful, less judgmental, et cetera. And the reason is, as I said, that our brains are wired in particular ways. And our default mode is rather negative and rather distracted with other than the present moment. And so if you're not intentional, if you don't have a plan, you're just going to lapse into these old habits. And the problem is Mm -hmm. that the more you have these habitual thought processes and even your bodily movements and your daily routine, the more embedded they become. So you can either not rewire your brain, You you can deepen the wiring of your brain in ways that are not generally good or you can begin to rewire your brain in a positive direction, but you have to be intentional about it. That's really the first step.
1: Yeah, to set the intention and then that follow that through with the plan and the practice. And it's quite quick, you know, it's not a long, drawn-out process. And I um, well, I am an avid meditator for many years, so I, I'm kind of primed to tune in. Like, if I set my intention, like, oh, Breaks giving an exercise here, and it's going to help me with non-judgment. I'm all in, you know. There, um, but I think anybody starting would feel some ease, upliftment, you know, some additional awareness, and uh, especially because you're using the breath. Now, do you go into this in the book with the breath portion also?
2: I, I do. Yes, I do, because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I have chapters on each of the gain elements and then kind of tie it together with the meditation. And so, yes, it does. I, I think the breath is so important because, you know, it's actually interesting. There's a lot of science on this. Um, uh, I just finished reading a book called Breath, and it's very interesting. I don't necessarily agree with everything the author said in terms of the science and the cause and effect, but there is a lot of study on on the importance of breathing, and what's remarkable is that, we can go a whole day and not really ever breathe properly. Mm -hmm. You know, we have anxiety. It kind of shortens our inhalation, our our breaths, our, our what we call our tidal volume, the volume of gas that we're moving in and out with each breath is reduced. You know, our muscles are constricted, the muscles that are around our lungs, our abdomen, our chest wall. So we can go a whole day and really not ever breathe deeply and slowly. And, This has a lot of adverse effects on our health actually. And so just just focusing on our breath and again, you know, Uh slowing our breath down intentionally, activating our parasympathetic nervous system, because let's face it, one thing we all have too much of is stress. Especially, Uh I don't know, these last several years are are just setting a precedent in the amount of stress in the world and, and that we all experience. And stress means we have a lot of adrenaline, we have a lot of cortisol. We have activation of this fight or flight or freeze sympathetic nervous system, and that governs the way we hold our bodies, our posture, our muscle tone, our breathing. So just Mm -hmm. actually going to the breath a few times a day as we're walking or sitting or chewing our food and intentionally slowing and deepening our breath and noticing three phases the in-breath the pause the exhalation just doing that can yield wonderful physical and and spiritual results so that's that's you know basic to all forms of meditation i think but even without a meditation just the focus on the breath itself is just so therapeutic yeah
1: yeah absolutely it's the part of meditation or type yeah, I, I think there can't really be meditation without the breath, the pranayama. You know, that's so yeah. integral um, definitely to, to what you're saying. But, yeah, th- this is – I just feel we need so much need tools like this, and especially if they're not as long drawn out. I mean, people can read up on things or do research or study or deep dives, you know, if they're really called to. But reading something, watching something, hearing something that just – you know, like you said earlier, you know, unprecedented stress. People, a lot of times people just say, I need something, you know, a few minutes a day. You know. I mean, I that is, you know. I, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that, it's that goodness that begets goodness. You know, you got to have a plan and mm-hmm. just get started. It's like, you know, during COVID and especially in the wintertime, people are spending way too much time indoors. Just have a plan to get out and go for a walk. For goodness yeah. sake, you know, yeah. you're working at home, you have all those negative aspects of, of not getting out and, and engaging until, um, you know, once an hour, get up, stretch, walk around, and then every couple hours, just go for a walk around the block. You know, it's amazing yeah. what just really fulfilling that small intention will do to get you kick-started to want to do more. And I, I think yeah. with regard to our intention, it has to be simple. You know, I love Deepak mm-hmm. Chopra, but I can't remember the 12 ways of this and the no. seven steps of that. I mean, I when I was writing my book, I thought, okay, I wanted to distill down to the essence what I think mm-hmm. the real core pillars of spiritual and emotional well-being are. And I, I thought four is the maximum. Four is, you know, if yeah. I have an acronym for what I think are the four core essentials. That's the maximum. Three is maybe not enough. It's too simple, but five is too many. And so anyway, I think our, our plan, if we're going to be successful, one of the ingredients is that it has to be pretty simple to begin with mm-hmm. and maybe forever. It doesn't ever have to be complicated.
1: Yeah. Well, I definitely felt it. It got in the meditative state with that and um, lifted a little bit of a, well, a chunk of the judgment on something. So that was <laughs> Thank you for that. Dr. Greg, thank you. My
2: pleasure. I'm getting your positive (laughs) energy, Michelle. You know, it's like,
1: you know, I love
2: the way our, we as people, you know, we, we're so social, you know, I mean, that's another thing that's programmed into our brains. We need to take advantage of that. We're really, our survival depends on relying on others. And so when we connect with other people, there's a definite synergy there. And so, yes, it's always. I always love talking to you, and, and you know it's uplifting for me as well. So I, I appreciate yeah. your having
1: oh, oh, good. Likewise, likewise. So Greg, this is great stuff for people. I'm so glad that you um, came on to share this, and we got to tap back. And I love that exercise. I just love that. And I may not have. I may just have left that the last earth. time. My little. The, the, yeah, the earth. I love that. That put it in such perspective. You know. And also that I am simply that I am. Woo! Yeah. Very powerful. It's biblical. Very, very. P-
3: yes. Yeah. You yes.
1: could just feel it and the compassion can come in. But yeah, but bringing it to the earth, I'm definitely going to bring this into my practice. Because that one I haven't quite shifted. You know, it's
2: just so it does It's a, so a smidgy, but it has you a know, lot to, more to go. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> d- d- we all yeah. have a ways to go. It's a journey. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but that one, I'm like, oh, God, that one when you said non-judgment, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see. We got, okay, now where, can okay, people can find you on Instagram. You're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all the same Greg Hammer, right? Greg Hammer MD. Yeah, I think that,
2: yeah, the, the, the I think it's Facebook is uh, GregHammerMD.com. So dot com. I have to confess that I don't ever look at my social media. I, I'm writing my third book. I have a wonderful book agent. I have a fantastic publicist named Steve Allen, who you probably are familiar with. Yeah. And he and I are just spiritually so well aligned. I'm gr- so grateful for him. And then I have a great social media team. And I don't... I rely on Steve Allen's group to look over the social media postings because I, I just don't really even want to go there, to be honest. With you. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, people will go and check check it out because people love to, you know, check out stuff and see what's up there. So, um, and I guess on Amazon is the best way for the book.
2: Amazon or um, GreghammerMD.com. There's a link to the book there, oh, okay. and there's a lot of media, and I think our conversations, this one including, will be up there and in due course and uh yeah there's a lot of information on the greghammermd.com website perfect
1: that's great for everyone well Greg thank you so much this has been wonderful I'm telling you I feel so relaxed I feel so and I kind of yeah that little that judgment that I had that was kind of bugging me for two days um, is well I'm glad so I'm you. very glad it works the game meditation <laughs> it works
2: <laughs> it does
1: yeah all right, well thank you so much for being here. Look forward to further conversation on this. Anything you ever want to share, you got a a home here. So appreciate you being thank here. Thank you,
2: Michelle. My I'm grateful to you and I look forward to connecting again.
1: Yeah. Take care.
2: Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see. Yeah, you guys that really worked. I love it. Uh, let's see. No questions. Big difference in energy from last week. Yay. <laughs> Yes, Jay, yes, yes. This was a great conversation, great up, uplifting, yeah. Uh, Jay, uh, just waking up for a purpose. Oh, yeah, there could be a lot of that right now with with people dreaming or just waking up. Write stuff down, voice note, or write it down. Okay, this was just wonderful. I just feel so centered. And I was working on something in my own practice about a particular judgment with this person, and that really helped. So let's just quick go over it. Gain Meditation. It was gratitude, acceptance, intention, and non-judgment. All right. Love it. Thank you all for being here so much and really being supportive, and those of you that called in and shared your insights and your questions, I really appreciate that. I'll be here next week. We'll dive into uh, readings. I want to do more talk. I love what I love. People that you're, you know, I think uh, Zoe for sure mentioned something. But Queen, obviously, those of you that also give your own insights and what you see or what you're going through, it helps. I mean, it's interesting for me. I love hearing about it. But I know it helps so many people, um, also because. I always say if one person has something going on, then ten do, a hundred do, thousands do. You know, it's like what we talk about is representative of so many, and especially in the questions. So Radiant Soul Light, Till next week, bring your questions, your thoughts, your ideas, and how this eclipse is starting to um, affect you already. I will see you next week and connect with you next week. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and keep awake.
3: I'm
1: and Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.